They're called trigger warnings. It's something controversial. What? 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 Potentially uncomfortable or upsetting. We also need to hire more deans to decide which Halloween costumes are appropriate. All right, this is trigger warning. Take one. What? The thing fell off. Where'd it go? It's all the fall. Oh, there. Hey, is that the name of this episode of Trigger Warning? Should be. Fucking bitch. <laughs> Trigger warning, this episode contains extreme use of language termed politically correct. There is extreme use of satire and high amounts of cringe in the making of this episode. Enjoy. All right. <clears throat> These are actual quotes taken from comments on a video about people being tired of social justice. Um, sounds like a lot of fake news if you ask me. Fake news? What does that even mean? Oh please, you're triggering me. I'm being triggered. Hey, you can't just say that. It's kind of ableist. Ableist? Don't be a snowflake. I can say what I want. Get out of here with your respectability politics. Everyone is so sensitive these days, I can't say anything I want to anymore. Oh please, you all sound like an internet comment section. In fact, this entire skit is beginning to sound like an internet comment section. It seems like everyone wants to be a social justice warrior these days. It's annoying. What annoys you about fighting for equity in an unjust society? I would think that people would want the just treatment for everyone. Sure. But it seems like everything is offensive these days. Look at the news. There's basically a race war going on, all because we can't stop talking about what makes us all different, rather than seeing us all as people who need to work hard to earn what they have, instead of crying, inequality. Let me break this down. There are people who do not actually believe that there are opportunities that can't be afforded to others on the basis of their identities, while simultaneously judging people on the basis of their identities. I was taught to see racism only in individual acts of meanness, not in invisible systems conferring dominance on my group. This is a direct quote from Peggy McIntosh in her essay about coming to terms with her own white privilege. Interesting, huh? Mm, yes, we do live in a sensitive time, don't we? Everyone is so offended about everything these days. I think they just have too much time on their hands for what is really important. Is that another comment from that meme video? I couldn't resist the chance to troll you, Snowflake. Ha ha. But there's so much talk about white privilege. I know so many people who are successful, and it's not just because they're white. They work hard to make a living. I don't get how people of color argue it's their race affords them all this privilege. Sounds hypocritical to preach equality when you always bring up race.
White privilege does not mean that white people don't have to work hard for what they have. It means that white people have an inherent advantage in society because of their whiteness. They don't shoot white kids for playing with toy guns. A white man with a criminal record is 5% more likely to get a job over a man of color with a clean record. In the race of life, the privileges that white people have would give them a 10-second head start and a 100-meter dash, not because of anything that anyone had done, but because the world is systemically pitted against marginalized people. Mm, what do you mean by systemically pitted against them, Tia? Against who? It's 2019. Don't we all have equal rights? Sure, on paper. Technically, anyone can make it in our society. I mean, that is the American dream, right? More like a delusion. And for some, it's a nightmare. Okay. This is starting to make a little sense. Race, class, religion, gender, sexuality, depending on how you identify, directly affects how society values you. These seeds of prejudice grow into culture problems like white women making 79 cents to the dollar of a white man, and the gap widens from there, with black women making 67 cents to the dollar of white men, and Hispanic women making 58 cents. Yeah, or that black women in America are three to four times more likely to die in childbirth than white women. Why? Is it because one has the resources for prenatal health compared to the other, maybe? It's complicated. According to leading public health research, the reasons for the divide has been debated for decades. But recently, there's been growing acceptance of what has largely been for the medical establishment a shocking idea for black women in America, an in inescapable atmosphere of societal and systemic racism can create a kind of toxic physiological stress resulting in conditions, including hypertension and preeclampsia, that lead directly to higher rates of infant and maternal death, according to former executive editor of the New York Times, Linda Villarosa. Wow, they didn't teach me that in sex ed. Dude, social justice advocates fight for human rights. Basic human dignities. Basic human dignities, huh? Oh, like water? We don't live in a third world country. All Americans at least have clean water. <laughs> I wish that were true. Remember Flint, Michigan made the news last year? They still don't have clean water. We just have to ask ourselves, why is that? If that's happening, if that's still happening, the people from Flint can just talk to their congresspeople, protest, sue, or like, move, duh. It shouldn't be that hard of a problem to solve or to make the government fix. Don't you think that if moving was an option that they would be still taking showers and water that is literally leaving burns on their skin? I guess. It's not the responsibility as a marginalized individual to educate their oppressor. President Trump supported white supremacists after they rioted, oh, I mean rallied in Charlottesville. He instituted the longest government shutdown in modern American history over a wall that 60% of Americans don't even want, and then proceeded to declare a national emergency because he was fighting with Congress over the wall. Yet I'm still here trying to explain why that's not okay.
Estimates show that the Flint water crisis would have been handled with only a portion of the funds that the president has called for to build his wall. That's awful. But what does that have to do with systemic oppression? I'm glad you asked, Anna, because you know I love numbers, and the demographics of Flint, Michigan are very clear. As of 2017, over 53% of Flint citizens are black Americans, and over 41% of people are said to be living in poverty. 41%? That's pretty high, but it's not too bad, is it? It is when the average per capita income lies only about $1,000 above the national poverty line. These people don't get counted into the poverty category, but they're still struggling financially just as bad as if they were. Only they're not awarded some of the governmental assistance because of this. Flint, Michigan consists overall of people who are either barely making it or are not altogether, and this is true of many cities around the United States. But throw not having access to clean water in the mix and tell me that people who grew up and are growing up here have the same opportunities as someone whose family can afford to fund an education for them. I get where you're coming from. In fighting the fight for social justice, why is everyone suddenly so offended by everything, though? It's not that everyone is so offended by everything. We now live in a world where th from the time that you wake up to the time that you go to sleep, you're bombarded with events, news, you name it. And it tells us that the world is not equitable. Yeah, and we're social creatures, aren't we? We get our cues about what's right and what's wrong from observing others. Exactly. And this means that because we live in a meme-worthy world, we are subconsciously being conditioned to have certain reactions to certain types of content. All right, I agree with that. Our current political climate and the change that we, ha that we saw during the 2016 election really did highlight what was deemed appropriate and what wasn't when it comes to treatment of others. Yes, and let's not forget that most people don't want to be told that they're doing something wrong when they are, especially if they've been doing something from years of their lives. See our Generations episode. Dang, it's almost like people have a problem with change. People talk about the current social justice movement negatively and glorify the civil rights movement as if the two aren't an extension of one another. It's a huge, messy power struggle. One thing that people need to realize is that as long as there is inequity in the world, movements like these will exist, and there will be people who experience the inequities, as well as their allies standing on the front lines with them. Allies. That's another word, but I'm starting to get less annoyed by all this now. When it comes to fighting the great fight against social injustices, there are words that tend to get a bad rap. The word social justice might make the hair on some people's arms stand on edge while for others, it may create a burning sense that empowers people to make appropriate actions. Whatever it does, the truth is that the fight to be a social justice warrior is one that is meant to benefit all of us. This was a scripted discussion between the two of us. Of course, we were being satirical in our conversation. The thoughts expressed were not my own, but I liked saying them because it gave us some very realistic dialogue that, I mean, I think we needed to talk through and our audience needed to hear. Um, we got some announcements. So, Tia, what we got going on? April 6th, join your Hash It Out fam, Tia and Anna, in a workshop on social justice podcast production at the Social Justice Symposium 2019. Woo-woo! Yeah! 
Hang out with us at the Campus Center at IUPUI from 9 a.m. to 4.30. More info will be on our social justice education website. Shout out to the people who interviewed to be a social justice scholars this week. We wish you luck on your endeavors. And thanks for all the love for Hash It Out. Um, we heard that you guys were like listening and stuff, and it was really cool. We're excited to see who's going to be on our team next year. Again, thank you from the both of us. We really appreciate the love that you guys shared. And remember, change starts by listening.